It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dr. Diane Duckett, and welcome to another episode of Becoming You. This podcast is to help assist you in becoming a better successful you in life and in business. I am delighted to share with you today on just that. We know that becoming a better you takes work. In fact, it takes a lot of work, work that we sometimes really don't want to do on ourselves. So today, I want to talk about fighting to become you. Yes, I want to talk about fighting to become you. Well, hello there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming You. I am so uh, grateful and delighted that you have decided to tune in tonight uh, to hear uh, a message from Becoming You. Um, Hope everyone had uh, a blessed day, a a day that was filled with miracles and healing and deliverance and also to helping you to become you, the best version of yourself. Um, So yeah, that's what I want to say to you today. Thank you for your dedication and your commitment for joining me each and every week um, here on uh, Becoming You podcast. So yes, today I want to talk about fighting to become you, fighting to become you. Have you ever been in a fight to become you? We all have been in a fight to become us. We may not have realized that we were in this fight uh, to become, you know, who God has created for us to become, but we've all been in a fight. Um, And so for you to answer that question, have you ever been in a fight to become you? Maybe yes, and then maybe no. Um, This is a fight to understand why you are here and where you are going. I know many of you are in this fight right now because you sense there is more in you for you, but you can't quite put your finger on it. You have tossed and turned throughout the night trying to figure out what God is trying to do in your life, but nothing seems to connect. This fight that you're in to becoming is a real fight. 
not a tension tantrum fight, not a fist fight, not a throw in the towel fight, but a real fight for you to become you. That's the fight that you're in. And it's a fight that you must win for you to become you. This fight that you're in is trying to birth something new out of you. See, we don't go through a fight for nothing. Um, when we're fighting for our becoming, the fight is real. The fight is, um, it, it, it like magnifies to uh, the 10th, right? Um, and so, but this fight is for you uh, to become you as well as to birth something new out of you. Can I tell you, when you have stood through your pain, you are prepared to stand in the power of your purpose. There are times in our lives where we had to fight because of the power of the purpose God has for you. The power of the purpose that God has placed up on the inside of you. The power of the purpose that God wants to let out so that the world can uh, begin to participate in the purpose and the power that God has uh, planned uh, for your life. Uh, you must be saying, well, what kind of fights um, are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about all kinds of fights. Fight, fighting with others, fighting to make ends meet, fighting for your career, fighting for your relationships, fighting with God, and even fighting with yourself. Yes, we can fight uh, with ourselves and not even know that we're fighting uh, with ourselves. As Sealy, <laughs> I love the color purple, as Sealy put it, all my life I had to fight. And so some of you may be saying, yep, you know, Dr. Duckett, all of my life I had to fight. I had to, you know, fight to, you know, uh, get what I uh, need to get what I wanted. I had to fight, you know, to be recognized. I had to be fight to let to fight to let my voice be heard. I had to fight uh, to uh, allow people to see the value and significance, you know, uh, in me. Yeah, I had to fight all my life. I had to fight. I remember, you know, when I was, you know, being birthed. My when my mother was birthing me out of her womb. Um, of course, uh, I had to fight, you know, for my life. I had to fight, um, because I was actually born three months earlier than what I was supposed to have been, uh, born. I was actually supposed to have been born in July, but, uh, God decided to bring me here on the, in this earth in April. And so, um, three months, uh, being born early, I had to fight. I was on an incubator for, uh, several months until I reached a certain weight to be even, to even, um, allow for me to even go home. And so, um, even in, on that incubator, I was fighting, uh, for my life, you know? And so I believe that, you know, when, um, I was fighting for my life, God was really saying to me, you know, as I got older and began to understand why is all the fight so, um, so, you know, why is all the fight here? And it's because, you know, God is saying that there's a fighter in you, like you just going to have to fight through, uh, some things, but you're going to have to fight more importantly to become who I have created you to become. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know, fighting for everything, fighting, you know, here and there and everywhere. It's like uh, sometimes it's draining, but sometimes the fight is worth it because um, the fight is putting you in position for you to uh, become all that God has created you to become. And so don't look at the fight as uh, a fight that's trying to um, destroy you, um, but look at the fight as uh, God is trying to basically make you a champion, you know, a champion and you becoming. 
Uh, you see, we've all been in a fight before, but not the kind of fight uh, with yourself. Uh, you see, as we are becoming, we have to fight for our becoming, right? We have to fight for our identity. We have to fight for our significance. We have to fight for our value. We have to fight even for our purpose. Not only fight, but fight for you. Like fight for who God is creating you to become. Uh, fight for you. Um, because really when you're fighting for yourself, you're saying to yourself like, you know what, I am worth it. I am worth the fight. I am worth, you know, really getting down to the nitty gritty to become all that God wants me to become. And if that means I have to fight through it, then guess what? I'm going to fight through it. And whatever I need to do to fight through it, I'm going to do those things um, to fight through it. It may, you know, uh, hurt. It may it may uh, crush you. It may do a lot of things. You know, it will mess with your emotions. It will mess with your health. It will mess with a whole lot of things because you're fighting for yourself. And that's a good thing um, because once you get out of that fight, uh, then you're going to really see why you was in even in the fight from the get-go and so the you uh that you're fighting for is the you that you never saw the you that's waiting to come out for the world to see uh the great becoming of you right uh you probably don't even know there's greatness in you um, but can I tell you, there is greatness in everybody. Um, it may not be the same greatness as, you know, one who may be uh, a multimillionaire or one who's uh, very influential, you know, in the public eye. Um, but guess what? We all have some sort of greatness in us and we must be able to tap into that greatness um, so that we can see the greatness within ourselves. Um, so it might not be the same greatness uh, you want, uh, you want or, or want to see, but the greatness of your voice is what makes you great. See, our voice has, uh, I, literally our voice matters and our voice, you know, is powerful, uh, when we use it in a way that will edify, build up, encourage, and inspire, um, but not use it to tear down, you know, or, uh, destroy, but, you know, our voice, you know, when we use our voice, our voice can bring about greatness within us because the voice matters. God gave us his voice for a reason. Like, um, if God didn't want us to talk, guess what? He would have like kept us silent. We wouldn't be able to like talk the way that we're talking. We'd probably be doing sign language or just, you know, uh, uh, doing like head gestures uh, to let people know what we're trying to say. But God gave us a voice uh, for a reason. And he gave us a voice to speak with thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. To, to speak, you know, uh, to speak those things that are not as though they are. And so um, the our voice is a, 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 a mechanism that God is using to show us how great we are, to show us how great we are and what we say and what we do and how we um, and how we do it, you know, as far as what we say out of our mouths. And so the voice that you have um, really matters uh, to God because God needs your voice uh, to draw people closer to him. And so if you don't use your voice, to, voice, he can't draw the people that he needs to draw closer to him. Um, uh, and so guess what? They will never be able to feel the power um, of God because we're not using the voice, our voice, like we should use our voice. And that is one of the things that helps us to become is when we are using our voice. You see, when you're in a fight, you got to let your voice be heard. Um, you can't be silent and expect to become at the same time. 
Uh, I've never seen anyone become, you know, with a silent voice. Um, I'm reminded of Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr., you know, who, you know, had like the speeches, the I Have a Dream speeches, the, you know, mountaintop speeches, all the all the speeches that, you know, he spoke um, before his death. But he was using his voice uh, to uh, to become like he was using his voice and God was allowing him to become through his voice. Hallelujah. He was he was allowing him to become through his voice. See, God didn't allow Dr. Martin Luther King to be silent, you know, to stay silent because God needed his voice for the people. He needed his voice so that, so that he could, uh, basically feel the pulse of the people. And so that the, so that, you know, what the pulse was saying that he can literally stand up for the people in that moment and during that time. And so when God gives you a voice, he doesn't give you a voice to stay silent, but he gives you a voice so that it can be heard. Um, so that people, uh, can really truly, um, hear the power of God's voice through another being. And so you can't be silent and expect to become at the same time. Dr. Martin Luther King, he became, he, he became great. He became, um, he became him, right? He became him. And so, uh, and he, and he was him until the day he died and he still is him because people are talking about him even now, even today. And so we got to be able to allow our voice uh, to be heard and not silent. See, you got to be able to sound the alarm just as Dr. Martin Luther King did. He sounded the alarm. And so we have to sound the alarm and let the world know uh, you are here and you will show up for your becoming you, right? Because there is giftedness in you. There is purpose in you. There is significance in you. There is becoming um, in you. Your voice is waiting on the bench to stand up and stand out for you. And the Bible tells us in Job thirty eight thirty four, can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that an abundance of water will cover you? Uh, what does that mean? When you lift up your voice, you will be covered. Amen. You will be covered. God will give you what you need to become. Um, but you just got to trust and obey uh, God's voice so that you can uh, be able to lift up your voice to become all that God wants you to become. You see, your voice is a gift. Uh, how do I know this? Because the first question of the Westminster uh, uh, Catechism um, asks, is, what is the chief aim, uh, end of man? What is the chief end of man? Um, and the answer is, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And so God created us to bring him glory, to raise our voices um, unto him. And so that tells you right there that our voice matters because that our voice is to lift up the name of the Lord. Our voice is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And so, and that's in everything that we do and say in all areas of our life. But you can only bring him glory by using your voice. You see, your voice is powerful and effective um, when you use your voice to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Because even when you speak 
you know, of the goodness of God. Even when you speak, you know, of the things that God is doing um, in your life, guess what? He's allowing your voice to be powerful and effective. Um, I'm also reminded back in Genesis, the first book, you know, when God spoke, like God spoke, this tells me that God is saying that our voice is really important. Our voice needs to be heard. Um, God spoke. He said, let there be light. Um, and there was light. You know, he said, let, and every time he said, let, that be, let there be, there was something that God was producing, hallelujah, through his voice, uh, through the power of his voice. And guess what? Those words became, because of his voice, because of him speaking it, became powerful and effective. And so, yes, there were animals. Yes, there was land. Yes, there there was water in the sky and darkness and night. There was so many things that God has spoke and said, let there be. And it became powerful and effective because God used his voice for those things to manifest on earth. And so what is it that God is trying to use you and your voice to manifest, right? Not manifest something evil or something negative, but something that's positive, something that's going to lift up, you know, the bloodstained banner, something that's going to glorify God and enjoy um, him forever. God wants you to lift up your voice so that your voice can be heard, so that what you say let there be, it can be powerful and effective. So we must use it so that you can become, right? You got to use your voice so that you can become. You cannot let anyone shut your voice down because people are out there. Uh, Let me tell you, audience, people are out there who want to shut your voice down, who do not want you to be heard because the moment, hallelujah, the moment you open your mouth, is when things are going to start to happen. Things are going to start to change. Um, and people don't want that, uh, want your voice to be heard because of it, because how powerful and effective your voice is going to be. Um, cause people are sometimes so afraid of you even speaking. I remember a time where, you know, whenever I opened my mouth, it was like, everybody would just shut up. Like everybody, cause like, they was like, okay, what, what is she getting ready to say? What, 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 you know, how is she getting ready to say it? And it's like, okay, that told me that, you know, my voice was powerful. My voice was powerful. My voice was going to help me to become me. Right. And so that says that your voice um, is so powerful and effective that your voice is going to help you to become you. But you just got to know how to use your voice. You just got to know how God wants you to use your voice to help you to become who he has created you to become. And so don't let anyone shut your voice down um, because uh, there is healing um, in your voice. There is deliverance um, in your voice. There is purpose in your voice. And the devil knows exactly when you open your mouth to use your voice that you are sounding uh, uh, sounding the alarm, that you are sounding a trump- trumpet uh, so that uh, your voice can be heard. And you're sounding it because people need to hear it. People need that deliverance. People need that healing. People need to even understand their purpose um, in life. And so that's why the fight is there. Uh, because, you know, your voice is so powerful and once you use your voice, it will become effective, right? And the problem with fighting is we never... Um, realize we were fighting for ourselves in the first place. Um, in the fight, um, um, in the fight on the inside of you and I is never realized until we begin to seek out our becoming. Um, you see, when you come to realize there is more in you and for you, that's when the fight begins. 
Can I tell you, that is when the fight begins. Um, and this fight is not a type of fight um, that we are accustomed to. Um, it, 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 this type of fight is a fight uh, you've never been in before. Um, but this fight is shaking you up to become you. Even though the hurt or even through the hurt and the pain that came to us, uh, that hurt and that pain came to assist you to become you. Uh, you thought that hurt and pain came to destroy you, while in fact it came to actually help you. Um, see, we don't look at hurt and pain as something that's here to help us or something here that's here to assist us in our becoming um, and ushering us into our purpose, into our assignment. Uh, no, we normally look at this hurt and this pain uh, th as something that has come, you know, to harm us, to come uh, to destroy us, uh, to come to, you know, sit us down so that we won't get back up again, to, uh, you know, just come and just like, just literally, literally wipe us out. But in fact, the hurt and pain actually comes to help and assist you in becoming you, to help assist you in understanding your full purpose uh, in life, the purpose that God wants you to know and that God wants you to do. And so I saw a quote that said, uh, what was meant to kill you is actually birthing you. Hallelujah. That was a powerful quote. What was meant to kill you is actually birthing you. You see, things that may be meant to kill you, destroy you, wipe you out, take you out, is actually birthing you. Because I feel that, you know, when something has come, you know, uh, to destroy, still kill and destroy, um, you know, when you can see it as... Uh, something that God is trying to do in your life where he's trying to awakening you. I'm going to use that word, awakening you to the birthing of the new you, right? The birthing of the new you. Someone said, and I think it used to be a cliche, and but actually I believe this cliche, if the devil is not fighting you, then you need to be worried. You need to be worried about, you need to be worried because if the devil is not on your heel, if the devil is not fighting you, you need to be worried because that means that God does not have anything right now for you, uh, for you, for your purpose or for you to even become you the way that you need to become you. And so, but actually you better thank the, you know, the, the, the devil being on your heels, um, because that's helping you to see uh, what God has for you that's helping you to learn that's helping you to you know do things to move forward and uh becoming and birthing the you that God wants to birth out of you and so you're becoming for, uh, for a reason you are becoming for a reason you are becoming uh for a reason you may not understand it uh you may not understand why God put you uh through so much um uh, but can I tell you it's to help you uh to become and so now we have to now look at the things that we go through is not you know to um harm us but it's to actually help us to become um and so now we got to be able to look at situations and circumstances in a different light specifically when you're mature in the word of God, specifically when you know the word of God and when you're praying, you know, praying, you know, each and every single day. Um, now we got to look at our situation and circumstances a little bit different um, because they're not here to hurt us or harm us, but they're actually here to assist us to becoming and birthing uh, 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 you and me 
uh, that God wants uh, to birth out of us. That God, because God really truly wants us to become, um, become. He truly wants us to become, um, but we have to be open to becoming and we have to be open to doing the work uh, to become. And so why is uh, this fight so important? It's important because somebody needs you to become you. Uh, they've been waiting on the sideline for you to get off the bench. You've been on that bench long enough, and now it's time for you to step up and become all uh, you were meant to be. And so as you think about moving from that bench, your mind is going to have some issues as well. Because when you decide to become you, that's when the fight begins uh, first um, in the mind. The fight begins first in the mind because the mind, I tell you, the mind is like what they say is a terrible thing to waste. Um, but the mind can really uh, shake you up, trick you up, you know, because the mind just like has a discovery uh all of its own um and so you begin to think about your life and where you are um the mind uh will have you thinking you know thoughts that are not true uh thoughts that you know will uh make you not want to uh really seek out your becoming because the mind you know, uh, basically uh, says, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. We always have these words in our mouths that we can't, we can't, we can't. I remember when I was working for the government and my boss, you know, told me uh, uh, not to ever use the word I can't because I forgot what the statement was, but I told her I, I can't do that. You know, I, you know, I can't do that. And she was like, never, ever use the word I can't. Um, she said, you can, you know, you can do all things. Oh, I know what it was. It was, um, going back to school, going back to college. And, um, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have like literally the time, uh, to really go back, um, and really, uh, go to school and stuff like that. And my boss, she was like, uh, uh, you can do all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And so that word can't, can't be in your vocabulary anymore. You got to turn that can't around to, I can. Um, and so when, uh, we're coming up off that bench. Um, we, uh, maybe it's, it may be our first play. You know, we may be, I, I'm, I'm thinking about baseball right now, how, you know, you're going to the pit, you know, going to the batting zone, uh, to get ready to, you know, hit the ball. Uh, and this is your first time out there because you've been sitting on a bench for so long. Um, even if you're a basketball player, you might be ready to go out there, you know, and hit that two pointer or that three pointer or that dunk. Um, but you've been sitting on a bench, uh, for a long time. You may be a football player thinking about football, you know, and, and ready to, you know, get that first touchdown. But guess what? You've been sitting on that bench too long. And then when they call your name, when they call your name and say, okay, you are up. It's, it's your time. It's your season. It's your turn. All of a sudden, your mind begins to play some tricks on you because you've never been out there in that field. Like, you've never been out there on the floor. You've never been out there, you know, to really um, do what God has allowed you or God, what God wants you uh, to do because you have always been sitting on the bench. And so your mind begins to play tricks on you. Your mind begins to say, oh, I can't do this. Oh, oh, or you begin to become so nervous that, you know, you may fumble the ball or you may uh, fall, you know, on the floor uh, playing basketball or whatever it may be. Um, but your mind begins to play some tricks on you to tell you that you can't do it. And so when, the, when your mind begins to tell you 
that you begin to believe what your mind um, is telling you, but you can't allow your mind to have that much control over what God just said you can have. God just said, you're up next. It's, it's your turn. It's your time. It's your season. It is your time to become who God has created you to become. And yes, I am clapping uh, today because God wants us to become all that he wants us to become. And we got to be able to uh, control what the mind is telling us what we can't do and turn that thing around and begin to speak what God says we can do, right? And so you begin to think, uh, about your life and where you are in it to discover you are in someone else's becoming. And sometimes the mind will talk like that too. Um, and then when you find uh, that, you know, you are in someone else's becoming, what do I mean by someone else's becoming? I mean that you are so caught up in others, uh, uh, helping others become and losing yourself in the process. See, when you're out there playing like the, that football or when you're out there playing baseball or when you're out there playing basketball, you're helping someone else to become. Maybe it's that uh, coach, you know, that coach, uh, you know, is really thriving because you're out there helping, you know, others to become. But in the process of helping others to become, you're losing yourself in the process um, because you have helped others with their dreams, others with their goals, others with their financial status, others with their purpose, others with even their assignment. Uh, you have encouraged others, promoted others while still not finding you. Because you lost yourself and others and never took the time to become yourself. And so now you're in the process of connecting the dots. Um, but the dots are not connecting the way it needs to connect for you to understand your becoming. One thing when connecting the dots, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots by looking backwards. Uh, because this is how you will see the bigger picture and becoming you. And because the dots aren't connecting, you decide to see it, uh, you, you de you're deciding to see it as a puzzle, right? And so now you're playing with these puzzle pieces and find that some of these pieces are not fitting to form the picture for you to understand you're becoming. And it's becoming frustrating to the point you are now fighting to understand your significance and you're, be and you're becoming uh, you. Um, when things don't fit and when we're trying to really figure out, you know, uh, our becoming, um, it will become frustrating. It will become frustrating uh, to the point where um, you know, you just won't understand. You just won't understand your place or how God is helping or assisting you or wanting you to become you. And that's why the fight is there. Um, you cannot recognize who you are in the midst of others. Um, it's okay to help others. Uh, others are important, uh, important piece to us, um, becoming, right? But we can't be so caught up in others becoming and lose ourselves and not become ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, now, because, you know, we are here to serve others. We are here uh, to assist others. Um, but uh, we also, too, have to, you know, see our becoming as well. And so um, now, when we look at it, you're now fighting to become you while still helping others to flourish and thrive in their becoming and in their success. And so the fight begins for you to sound the alarm 
uh, for you to become. And that's when I talked about the voice. You got to begin to sound the alarm for you to become because those that you are helping in turn should be turning around helping you uh, as well uh, to become. Uh, why should it be a one-sided relationship as I can as I may say why should it be a one-sided relationship matter of fact it should be a you know a two-way relationship like if I'm helping you you should be helping me um but some people you know just um um won't uh, uh won't I want to say this right won't um help you um in return because it's all about you know them me myself and I and so they will uh suck the life out of you they will suck the life out of you and get all that they can get from you until they don't need you anymore. And what they call that, they call them narcissists. I think that's what the word is, narcissists. Um, They use you up until they no longer, until you don't longer have anything else for them. And then they go on to the next victim or they go on to the next person so that uh, that next, you know, whoever enters can help um, fulfill uh, purpose, dream, and help them to thrive and make money and become successful. But even while you're helping others, uh, you got to be able to see that God wants you to also become as well. And so the fight um, begins for you to sound um, the alarm for you to become you. So when you are in a fight, we are not in a fight with others, but we are in a fight with ourselves. Um, I used to think that uh, fighting for your purpose was weak, but fighting to become you is making you stronger and is awakening you uh, to become mean you, right? And so how do you know uh, when you're fighting uh, to become in the first place? Uh, well, you know that you're fighting to become uh, is when you are looking for recognition, you know, when you want to be recognized. And we all want to be recognized at some point in our lives. So we don't want to lie about that. We all want to be recognized at some point of our life because, you know, that's just the human side of us that, you know, recognition uh, is what we think we should have. But when we are uh, wanting to be recognized, it comes with a cause. Um, because to be recognized, sometimes it will cost you something. Literally, it will cost you something. It will cost you maybe your freedom. Um, it will cost you sleep at night. It will cost you long hours at work if you're, you know, working, if you're at work um, wanting to be recognized at work. Uh, wherever, you know, it is that you want to be recognized, um, it may cost you, you know, a loss of sleep. Uh, it may cost you uh, your health. Like, you may not be uh, totally eating right or um, eating uh, the way that you need to uh, eat or exercising the way that you need to exercise because you're doing so much for others uh, so that you can be recognized for the things that you are doing for others. Um, and sometimes that will take a toll, you know, on the mind, body, and soul. And so it will cost you even maybe your relationships. It will cost you your time. It will cost you uh, your money. Um, I forgot the saying. The saying was like, you got to pay to play. Yeah, you got to pay to play. And so for you to be recognized, uh, this, you know... Um, uh, saying that I heard uh, was like, you know, saying that like if you want to be recognized, you got to pay to play. And so like that's why I said it will cost you money uh, sometimes because you got to play, pay to play. Um, it will cost you you, you know, it will cost you you. Um, it will cost you not knowing who you are. It will cost you um, um, 
uh, doubts. Uh, it will give you low self-esteem. It will give you low confidence. Like, you just don't know what it's costing you um, because it's not even allowing you to become you. Like, even you seeing you and your becoming. Um, and so when you are uh, wanting to be recognized, um, you know, you can lose yourself um, in trying to be recognized and never being recognized, but it's going to cost you a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff and sometimes when it costs costs you you know when you're losing uh yourself and to be recognized um you know it will um uh probably create maybe some anger some bitterness some unhappiness um stress anxiety all the negative stuff like that will cause you to um uh that will cost you you um and so you can't like look for that recognition um, from others, um, even while you're helping others um, in their becoming and in their success and thriving and stuff like that, um, you have to, you know, really uh, take the recognition out of it. Because if God wants you to be recognized, truth be told, if he wants you to be recognized, you'll be recognized. But don't go looking for the recognition because when you go looking for the recognition, it's just going to cost you a whole lot. And that's probably something that uh, you and I just cannot afford at the moment, right? Um, I don't care if you're a millionaire, you cannot afford that because it's it costs too much. And so whenever we are looking for recognition, um, that's when it leads to you uh, fighting for validation. Um, and that's like a twofold thing. It kind of complements each other's like uh, recognition uh, is validation's cousin. Um, and so uh, you're fighting for validation. Uh, can I tell you that validation is a dangerous thing to want? Um, why is it a dangerous thing to want? Because when you seek validation from others, you will be uh, disappointed every single time. Your validation is not meant for people to validate you. I used to always think that, you know, validation was uh, supposed to be uh, from other people. Um, and uh, I used to look for that. To be truthfully told, I used to look for validation all the time. And uh, my husband would tell me, you don't need validation uh, from me. God gives you validation. And my boss may say, you don't need validation from me. God gives you the validation. Until I heard that so much, I said, okay, God, I stopped looking for validation from others and just look for my validation from God. And when I began to look for my validation from God, I began to see God unfold some things um, that was important to, you know, in my life that I needed to know um, at that time. And so your validation is not meant for people to validate you, but your validation is for God himself to validate you. Um, that's where we get mixed up. When we seek validation from others, uh, they disappoint right? They disappoint because they are not there to validate you. Uh, they are there to push you to your next. Um, I think that when um, you're not being validated or when you're, you don't think you're being validated, um, it literally is pushing you to become. Like, I just sense that. Like, I just, yeah, it just pushes you to become. Um, it's, and it's pushing you to become you because what you're doing is when you're working, you, you're doing more things, um, um, you know, uh, being more creative, uh, you know, uh, thinking outside of the box, um, because the validation is not being, you know, recognized or given, um, you're, you're still doing things to help you to become. And so the validation is there to push you 
to your next, to help push you to the next level of your becoming. So I've seen people seek validation after validation, and they become so bitter because no one would valid, valid, validate them, even validate them or even validate their efforts. Um, they could be working so hard night and day, showing up uh, seven days a week, 20, you know, yeah, seven days a week, you know, um, all of that. And um, even through their efforts, the validation is still not there. So, yeah, they become really bitter um, and angry and mad and be like, you know, got this little thing going like, if you're not going to validate me, then I'm going to go and get my validation somewhere else. And they, then they'll use this clue, the, 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 uh, the saying by, from Mike Murdoch, actually, it's a quote from Mike Murdoch, you know, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And so when you hear people say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're toler tolerated, it's because validation is not being had in the place that they're in, right? Um, and so they use that cliche uh, to give them excuse to move from one place to the next place and find that, you know, when they get to the next place, thinking that they're going to get celebrated, the validation is still not there. So can you imagine going around in life needing validation all the time? Uh, that's why you are in a fight because the validation you're looking for is not what you need. Uh, what you are looking for um, is to become, uh, is to become you, to become the person that God has created for you to become. Uh, you see, when you seek validation from others, you lose yourself in the process of becoming. That means that uh, there's a war going on on the inside of you, on the inside of your head, um, and you're not even aware of it because you're so in need of validation and approval it's like you know you got these needy people they just so needy they just so needy they just need the validation they need the approval they need all of that you know so people can see that you know see them or see their worth see their significance see their value right but all in all it's not up to others to validate or approve but it's up to uh it's, it's god who's going to validate and, and approve uh the bible tells us in mark Got some scripture here for you. The Bible tells us in Mark, uh, uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 36, for what will it profit a man, huh, if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Come on. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? When you seek validation, you are losing yourself to seek the approval of others. You are the bandwidth or capacity of who you are because uh, you're seeking uh, this uh, validation and approval from others. You can still function, right? You can still function, um, but you're not functioning at the capacity you're capable of functioning at because you are losing yourself for the approval of others. The Bible also tells us in Galatians uh, 1 verse 10, for I... For am I now seeking the approval of man or or of God? Uh, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You see, uh, when you're trying to please man, you can't be a servant of Christ at the same time. Because you're not supposed to please man, but you're supposed to please God in every aspect of your life. In every area, excuse me, every area of your life. And so... 
our approval. This this just are you know just this just helps my argument of validation and approval. Uh, because you guys sometimes back it up with the word, and that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, so Galatians says, "For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God?" Um, and so when we are seeking validation and approval, who are we seeking this validation and approval from? Is it man or is it God? What Joshua says, "Choose you this day whom you will serve." Will it be man or will it be God? You have to choose your validation. You have to choose who you want to validate you because when God validates you that's um that's that's um an honor you know that's a privilege you know when man validates you it may be just because they just want you to do some more for them they just want you to keep building you know building them up they just want you to keep building for them keep working for them keep making them successful right but when God validates you and approves you that's an honor and that's a privilege and who knows where God will take you from, you know, the things that you have done unto the Lord. Not unto man, but unto the Lord. Um, but everything that we do when God validates and approves is helping us to become who God has created us uh, to become. Um, here's some more uh, scripture where it says um, in John uh, chapter 12, verse 43, it says, For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. That is something right there. Because when somebody, when, when you're looking for validation from others, it's like you're lo- you're looking more um, more for the validation to be glorified um, by man than to be glorified by God. And that's when I say that it, it can be, it's a dangerous thing to want validation from humans, from people, um, because we can't, because we don't, we we don't know what we're going to get, you know, we don't know what we're going to get, um, when, um, we, uh, are trying to seek that glorification from, you know, man versus, uh, glorification from God. And so, uh, we must be able to distinguish the two. So we can't be, we can't be seeking validation and approval from others because God wants us to seek it from him. Um, and God wants to give it to us. He freely wants to give it to us. But if we're looking, you know, to man to give, God going to be like, hey, I'm just going to sit back, uh, relax, and enjoy the ride right now because you are so into this person, this man, this woman, this human, uh, that you need all this glorifying, glorification from these this, this aspect of your life that I'm going to tell you, because you're not seeking it from me, you're going to get disappointed every single time. Because men, women, human will use you up until, you know, you until you just feel lowered and low. And so that's why we need to seek God for our approval and for our validation. Colossians, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, whatever you do, work hard. Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward um, because you are serving the Lord Christ, right? And so whatever you do, work work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So even when we are helping others uh, with their success, helping others uh, with their purpose, helping others with their assignment, just helping others to thrive and flourish, you know, we're not doing it unto man, but we're doing it unto God. Because literally, if 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 you're helping someone, that means God God is 
asking you to help, you know, uh, others to get to where they need to be, maybe in their business, you know, um, in their purpose, uh, whatever it may be. Um, but when we're doing it unto the Lord, we will receive an inheritance as our reward. But when we're doing doing it unto man, there is no inheritance that you can receive because man is not going to give you an inheritance. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've known people that, you know, who had um, money, you know, and when they passed, you know, family members was looking for an inheritance and the the person that passed away gave the inheritance to somebody, somebody outside the family, you know, because, you know, uh, I guess because they just was looking for it and and guess what it just they just didn't get it um I'm trying to be nice about it because I just want to be nice about it um and so we have to receive our validation and approval uh for from God because when we do so even while we're helping others um when we when we're doing it unto the Lord and not um for man um, we will receive the uh, inheritance and um, the reward that God wants us to receive. So, you see, you're not fighting for validation. Uh, you're fighting to become you. Uh, the real you, the authentic you, uh, the you that God uh, wants uh, for you. Um, and I know that, you know, it's a hard thing um, when you have to fight uh, for you, um, when you have to fight to become you. Um, because yeah, there's a lot of work that you have to put in, uh, to really becoming, uh, you and some, some of, um, us becoming you is that we have to literally put others to the side, kind of, sort of, sort of to say, uh, so that we can become, so that we can kind of have a clear mind, um, and, and a focus of where God, um, is taking us. And so that's why it's so important, um, that, you know, we understand the fight that we end. Um, we understand the true fight that we end is not the fight with others, but it's the fight that is within ourselves that God is trying to pull out. He's trying to birth something out of you um, that, you know, he needs because the world needs it. You know, like somebody needs it. Um, somebody, like I said, that that hope, that, that deliverance, that healing. Um, somebody needs to understand their purpose, their significance, their value. They need to understand all of that. But it is up to us to use our voice um, so that it can become powerful and effective, you know, for the kingdom, uh, for the kingdom, so that God's kingdom can be built up. Um, and God chose you. You know, you did not choose him, but God chose you. You know, he chose you because he saw something, you know, in you um, that he wanted to birth out of you. Uh, so that you can bless the world, so that you can bless the people that he is connecting you with. And so don't look at your fight, you know, as a battle uh, that you um, did not ask for. But look at this fight as you um, becoming you. Uh, some fights are worth fighting for. And guess what? You are worth fighting for because you are becoming. Um, and God wants you to become you. He wants you to become the best version of yourself. Um, and if that's, you know, uh, fasting for three days or 21 days, um, you know, turning your plate down to get, you know, um, what God wants you to get while you're in the fight for you, do it. Like if God wants you to stay in the word 24 seven, you know, while you're in the fight for you, I say, do it. If God wants you to be on your knees 24, you know, you know, all day long, um, to fight for you, do it. Um, because guess what? That fight is going to be worth it. 
and you're going to appreciate uh, appreciate it when it's all said and done. Um, I know that, you know, uh, looking at all of the ones uh, that I believe that had, that had become them, themselves, that had become who God wanted them to become, you know, they thrived, they flourished, but they were in a fight. Like I said, Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, he was, you know, was in a fight. Not only, you know, with uh, the public spare, right, but with himself, you know, because he knew that, you know, there was purpose. Excuse me. He knew that there was purpose um, in him. He knew that there was destiny in him. But he also knew that, you know, um, it was going to cost him, right? It was going to cost him to become um, himself. Uh, when we look at Malcolm X, Malcolm X the same way, you know, uh, started from jail when he literally was, literally, literally began to discover, you know, uh, his becoming. Um, and when he uh, began to discover his becoming, he began to use his voice uh, and he began to sound the alarm um, and he did not stay silent. Um, and as he was becoming and as he did become, because he's be, he spoke about too uh, today, um, as he, be, as he um, became, you know, they, it cost him, right? It cost him um, because, you know, uh, he knew exactly what God uh, wanted for him um, and want, and the purpose that God wanted for him. Uh, when we look at Maya Angelou, uh, the greatest poet, I believe, uh, um, the greatest poet who um, used her voice, you know, and, and to, you know, speak life, you know, into vessels when they read her material. Um, you know, she uh, was uh, one that was, you know, um, for the time that we needed her she was she was that voice um to bring us hope to bring us healing to bring us deliverance through poetry uh and so when we just look at many people who um have become you know who have used their voice in their becoming has set sounded their alarm for us to become too and so if they can sound their alarm you know to become themselves, you know, become who God um, created them to become, then why not us? You know, we can do the same thing. And so don't be afraid of your voice. Don't be afraid what God puts in your voice um, that's going to be, that he's going to allow to be uh, spoken out, you know, uh, be, be he's going to allow for you to be able to speak it um, so that others can hear it. Uh, and so don't be afraid um, of the voice uh, that God is allowing you to use even in your becoming because your voice truly matters. Um, and so never, you know, say that your voice doesn't matter. Never say nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Never say that um, to yourself again because your voice matters and God wants your voice uh, to be heard and you have to fight through that um, that negative talk that you give yourself because even when you use your voice for ne negative talk, um, you're um, like literally hurting yourself um, because you're, you're talking so negatively. Um, and so you got to twist that thing around, turn that thing around uh, to speak positive um, of yourself and of others and of things that God, you know, wants you to become. And when you begin to look at, you know, you're fighting to become you, um, when you begin to look at it in a different way, you'll begin to see 
how God is shaping and how God is molding uh, you into the very being that he has created for you to begin to be from the beginning. And so don't uh, dim your light. Uh, let your voice be heard because uh, it's needed um, in this season. Uh, someone needs it. Someone needs to hear it. Uh, someone's life is on the line um, because they're waiting for you to get up off that bench. Uh-huh. They're waiting for you to get up off that bench. And God wants to call your name. God wants to say, hey, you, you're next. It's your season. It's your time uh, for you to go out there and thrive and flourish um, and become you know, and uh, become and stand in your becoming uh, of you. Um, there is po um, many, many possibilities, many, many things that you may have imagined about yourself that um, you think that you can't do or get through. But can I tell you, if you believe in the power of God, if you believe in the power of voice, the voice of God, if you believe in the power of obedience, uh, guess what? Things will begin to manifest in your life um, as you are becoming. And you're going to wake up one morning and you'll be like, wow, I did it. I'm here. I'm doing it. Um, and it's going to be a great feeling because, you know, you fought to be you. You fought to become who God created you to become. And so if you got to, you know, fight, you know, uh, fight um, with a purpose, fight um, for you, fight to to really uh, let God do what he needs to do in you so that the world can see the new you. Hallelujah. So that the world can see the new you because somebody is waiting. And so I am so happy and so ecstatic that you all came on to listen to uh, this podcast on uh, this evening because I just believe that God truly, really wants us to become um, ourselves, to become who he has created us to become. Um, and we can't do that if we do not do the work of becoming. And as I said, you know, we are fighting to become. You know, we are truly fighting to become. You know, every day we wake up, every time we walk out that door, every time we you know, come up against uh, a rock in a hard place. We are fighting uh, to become. And so don't look at you um, as fighting now um, that you just, you know, you're tired of this fight or you're tired of fighting. But look at it now as you're fighting to become you. You're fighting uh, for you. You're fighting for what God wants you. Um, you're fighting for what God wants you to become um, as he has created you uh, to become. You know, he did not breathe life in you. For you to sit on the sidelines. He did not breathe life in you. For your voice to be silent. Uh, but let us use our voice. Uh, to uh, glorify um, God. You know. Uh, and enjoy him forever. Because that's what he wants us to do. In every. 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 Aspect. Of our lives. I am so happy. That this podcast was. Um, done. Uh, because. Even as I write these podcasts, these podcasts has helped me uh, to even understand my becoming because I'm still becoming because I'm not fully there yet, but I'm still becoming. But the more I talk about um, becoming, the more I see how God is moving in my life for me uh, to become. And I pray and I hope that you see the same thing as you are becoming. I hope that you can see why you're in um the situations or circumstances that you're in. I hope that you see why you're fighting in the first place. Um, I hope that you see all of that. And it's all because that God wants you uh, to become. So with that being said, 
I'm Dr. Diane Duckett, and thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming You.